Sister Angie. Go ahead, Sister Angie. The devil is a liar. I said the devil is. I wish somebody else would go ahead and break loose tonight. I wish somebody else would go ahead and turn loose. Come on, right where you're standing, somebody uh, ought to just get in the Holy Ghost tonight. Uh, right where you're standing. Uh, right where you're standing. Uh, somebody ought to just get in the Holy Ghost tonight. Come on, lift your voice. said about the Spirit of God moving because the Spirit of God is moving here tonight in a very powerful and deep way and as the Spirit of God begins to move whatever God does next amen we know it's gonna have some eternal ramifications oh hallelujah all you gotta do is go back to the beginning of the book after the Spirit began to move whatever God did next had eternal ramifications Go back to the book of Acts. The Spirit of God began to move. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And whatever happened next has eternal ramifications. And so, hallelujah, what do you do? You know what we do? We just follow after the moving of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I believe here tonight God is going, He is, not going, is. Woo. ministering in a powerful way and so I'm not going to interrupt whatever you're doing I just want to obey God and in, uh, in, in, the, in the little bit of time that I have just tell you that uh, the Holy Ghost is here on purpose mm. I said the Holy Ghost is here on purpose <laughs> hallelujah and what we're experiencing it's no accident. It's God's divine plan. I notice there are some of us that are here tonight, and that's the reason why I guess the pastor gave me the pulpit, because God is trying to get everybody who will to take advantage of this moment. Oh, everybody who will to take advantage of this moment. As I said this morning, Jesus wants to go home with you, and I believe he has gone home with many this morning. Oh, heard about one get baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. God is a good God. God is a good God. And so uh, wherever you feel comfortable, I'm just going to read 2 Kings chapter 13. And uh, just, just 
stay in the, in, in the flow of whatever God's doing. Amen. I, I, I was a little bit reluctant, but at the same time, I, I said, okay, God, this is what you want me to do. We're going to do this. 2 Kings chapter 13, verse 14, the Bible says, tells us that now Elisha was fallen sick of his sickness and whereof he died. And Joash, the king of Israel, came down unto him and wept over his face and said, O oh, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And Elisha said unto him, Take a bow and arrows. And he took unto him bow and arrows and said to the king of Israel, Put thine hand upon the bow. And he put his hand upon it. And Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands and said, Open the window eastward. And he opened it. And I want to stop right there because I want to preach to us just for a few minutes tonight. Your window of opportunity. Your window of opportunity. I believe God has opened up a window here tonight. Oh, <laughs> when we're talking about giving, that was, I think that's, that, that kind of was the catalyst. Because when we give, the Bible says, God said, try me if I will not open up. Amen. God is, God is opening up some things here tonight in the Holy Ghost. You have a window of opportunity. And so, amen, I, I just want to define for us what opportunity is. The word opportunity is, uh, talks about an appropriate uh, or favorable time or occasion. Somebody say right now. Somebody say right now. An appropriate uh, or favorable time or occasion. A situation or condition favorable for attainment of a goal. Amen. What you came looking for tonight, amen, God has it for you. Amen. As we heard it sung already, it's yours. Mm, it's yours. But I want us to see in the Bible of some windows that have been opened up that somehow, some way, some people did not take advantage of. Amen. Because there's some windows that God opens in your life. And tonight is one of those windows. I said tonight is one of those windows. August 16th, 2020 will never happen again. This is your opportunity. Do not pass it by. This is your occasion. This is your favorable time. This is your and my opportunity. In Acts chapter 20, verses 7 through 12, there is not time to read it all, but there was, the Bible speaks to us about the apostle Paul who got a little long-winded as he began to preach. And he preached and preached and preached, which I don't plan to do tonight. And there was a young man by the name of Eutychus, amen, who fell asleep in his window of opportunity. I come to preach to somebody tonight. Don't fall asleep in your window of opportunity because you might fall out. Oh, hallelujah. Don't fall out of your window. In 2 Kings chapter 9 and uh, verse 30 through 33, there was a moment in which Jehu was on, the, on the, the quest of God. And he was sent and he went down to have an appointment with a woman by the name of Jezebel. Now, Jezebel had an opportunity, I believe, in this occasion to repent. Somebody tonight has an opportunity to repent. I don't know what you've been in. I don't know what you've been doing, but God has given you. He's given me. He's given us an opportunity to turn around. Oh, to repent. Amen. The just man falls seven times, but he gets back up. It's time, as the pastor said, to get some get up in you. Amen. It's time to repent. 
But Jezebel chose not to repent. Matter of fact, she went in, in her cunning and in her sly and uh, seductive way. The Bible says she painted her face and she tried to seduce Jehu. But he just asked the question, who is on my side? Who is on my side? And instead of Jezebel taking advantage of her window of opportunity, she was pushed out. Her window of opportunity. I'm telling somebody here tonight, don't fall out your window and don't get pushed out your window. There was a, another story in the Bible where a woman by the name of Michael, I know that's not common today, but her name was Michael, and she was in love with a man by the name of David. Matter of fact, he was her husband. And in 1 Samuel 19 and verse 11, it said that Saul had sent messengers unto David's house to watch him. And Michael, David's wife, told him, saying, If thou uh, save not thy life tonight, tomorrow shall thou be slain. She said, Tonight is your window of opportunity. If you're going to get away, you've got to do it tonight. I've come to tell somebody here at the Rock Church, if you're going to get away, you've got to do it tonight. Don't wait till... Uh, impact conference you've got to get away tonight this same Michael who loved David who was in love with David and she rescued him amen down, a little bit down the road amen something changed I'm talking to somebody who, amen, came to God and you know how sweet it was, amen, when you repented of your sins and your sins were washed away when you were baptized in Jesus' name and you begin to speak in an unknown tongue as the Spirit of God gave you utterance. I'm telling somebody who has forgotten oh, what it is to feel the glory and the power and the grace and the peace of God flood over your soul and you've allowed situations You've allowed positions, you've allowed money, you've allowed titles, amen, to taint, amen, and to dampen, and to change your perspective. You used to be the one they had to say, calm down, sit down, amen, try to relax. Oh, but you said, I can't keep it quiet. It's like fire shut up in my bones. But now the pastor looks at you and says, Lord, will these bones ever live? I'm telling you tonight is your opportunity. Amen. Because this same Michael in, in 2 Samuel chapter 6, verses 13 through 16. Amen. She began to hear about what her husband she loved was doing when the Ark of the Covenant was coming to Jerusalem. He took six paces. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, that was kind of okay. Let's try that again. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, it's a little better. We're getting there. We're warming up. One, two, three, four, five. Six. Ah, come on now. Whoa. Every stick, six steps, he was stopping to get a praise break. 
what was happening in this altars, in the pews, in the back, in the balcony, is somebody realizing we're bringing God's presence into his house and he is worthy. He is worthy. But may I tell you, this one good woman, Michael, had changed in just a book's time. Her attitude changed. Her demeanor changed. And now she's seeing the man she loved worshiping God like a maniac. And the Bible says that she despised him in her heart. I want to tell somebody here tonight, don't hate at your window of opportunity. Don't hate, don't hate, don't hate at your window of opportunity. Now there's a song that says, well I think we sang it tonight. If you've been through what I've been through, you would be praising too. You know, in our congregation, there's some people, they come to church and they're wild, man. They're wild. And there's some people that would say, hey, why don't they calm down? Why don't they sit down? It's because if you know what they've been through, if you know where God has brought them from, where God has brought them out, how God set them free, if you would just... And so I'm just coming to tell us here at the Rock Church, amen, our window of opportunity does not have space for haters. Don't hate, amen, give him praise. Don't hate, give him glory. Ma, I got to hurry up. But I, I want you to understand that there is something going on at the window tonight. God has opened up a window. Something is happening at the window tonight in the book of Joshua chapter 2. The book of Joshua chapter 2, we find an interesting story. At least it was to me because the Bible tells us about some men of Israel. These are the chosen ones. These are the people of God. These men of Israel, the Bible says that they go into uh, the, Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out of Shittim two men to spy secretly, saying, go view the land, even Jericho. And they went and came into a harlot's house. Now, I don't know about you, but that's always bothered me. I'm like, okay. Now, God explained that one to me. Like, what were these guys doing? Hey, Joshua, you know, we were trying to spy out the land, but you know. No, no. Why? <laughs> what happened? And I believe the, the Lord spoke to me because they couldn't go to the governor's house. And they couldn't go to the king's house. They couldn't go to the captain's house. Oh, but there was one house that everybody is welcome at. Come as you are. It don't matter. You're welcome here. So they went to that house. But when they step in, they say, oh, no, no. Hey, man, we don't want nothing off the menu. We're on God's time. We got some business to take care of. She said, I knew it when you walked in. Why don't you guys get upstairs? I think there's some people after you. 
And so she sends them to the roof. And then after she sends uh, off these people uh, running, looking for them, she goes up and she realized, she recognized she had a window open in her life. Somebody tonight needs to recognize your window. Somebody here tonight needs to recognize your opportunity. This wasn't, amen, by accident, what God has done in this service. And God has brought you here because there is a window in your life tonight. And what does this woman do? Once she recognizes her window, she makes her petition known at the window. Oh. I'm thinking about a Hannah that understood I got a window and I'm going to pray God. Oh, I need to have some, I want a child. I'm looking at somebody that recognized I have a window and go, oh God, I need you to help me. I need you to change me. I need you to open up a window in my life. And so Rahab, Rahab begins to Set her petition in verses 12 and 13. Now for I pray, swear unto me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that ye also show kindness unto my father's house. Give me a true token. That ye may save, save alive my father, my mother, my brethren, and my sisters, and all that they have, and deliver our lives from death. That was her petition. You know, we have audience with God here tonight. The Holy Ghost is still moving in this altar. The Holy Ghost is still moving. You have an audience with God tonight. Don't get bitter. Get better. Amen. Don't get mad. Amen. Rise up. You have an audience. Make your petition known. She could have said, you know what, you guys are going to destroy us and I hate you for that. No. She said, I know God is with you and I just have one request. I want to see my father. Oh, I want to see my mother. I want to see my brothers and I want to see my sisters and I want to see all of my father's house saved. We're going somewhere. Amen. The next thing we see in verse 15, the Bible says, Then she let them down by a cord through the window, for her house was upon the town wall, and she dwelt upon the wall. Help me out, Brother Trevor. She, amen, let these men down from a cord that she had hanging from her window. Let me tell you something tonight. Your window will set you apart from everybody else. Your window will be distinct. Oh, your window, amen, has a, a distinction about it. Amen. I want to tell you, when I received the Holy Ghost, something changed on the inside of me. When I got up from that altar, amen, I didn't have any enemies. There was nobody that I looked at sideways. Amen. When I got up from that altar, amen, I wanted to hug everybody. Amen. I was happy to be a part of the church. I was happy to be a part of the promises of God. And there was, there was a window of distinction, of separation. Amen. Her window was different from all the other windows. Her window had a, had a scarlet cord. That window, the Bible says in verse 21, and she said, according unto your word, so be it. 
And so she sent them away, and they departed, and she bound the scarlet line in the window. This is the difference. I want to tell somebody that, I mean, the Bible says in Deuteronomy 6 and 4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Amen. And you will love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That is a distinction. That's a difference. We believe in one God, and his name is Jesus. I said we believe in one God, and his name is Jesus. I know it's going to set you apart. Amen. But that is the distinction. We also believe, amen, that the Bible tells us that we must, amen, be born again, as was already said, of the water and of the spirit. I need, amen, to go down in Jesus' name in baptism because there is one Lord and there is one faith and there is one baptism and there is one God who is Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in you all. There is a commitment at the window because we have a window of opportunity, but sometimes we don't want to make a commitment. We live in a world of contractless agreements. We just want to go month to month. I don't want to make a commitment. Oh, but God says, no, I need somebody to make a commitment. I need you to hang a scarlet thread in your window. And yes, you may be criticized. And yes, you may be talked about. But I made a commitment at my window of opportunity. And I know my God will not fail me. I got, I got to hurry on. Because God is about to do something miraculous here tonight. Amen. Verse ch uh, chapter number 6 and uh, verse 17. It's a powerful statement here. Because we find out that Rahab had to remain by our window. And the city shall be accursed, even it and all that are therein to the Lord. Only. Everybody say only. 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 Only, only Rahab. Why? Because she, she made a commitment. Why? Because her window was set apart. Why? Because she was willing to say, I'm going to stay by my window. Only Rahab, the harlot, shall live. And all that are with her in her house. Because she hid the messengers that we sent so now there's a promise. There is a promise. There is a promise at Rahab's window. I come to tell somebody tonight, there is a promise at your window. God has opened up a window for you, and there is a promise at your window. Verse 22 says, but Joshua had said unto two men that had spied out the country, go into the harlot's house and bring out thence the woman and all that she hath as ye swear unto her. Now the next one is amazing to me because not only did Rahab have a promise, she wasn't going to be destroyed. She's going to be saved. She's coming out. But Rahab, in verse 23 and in verse 25, Rahab has revival at her window. Rahab has revival at 
her window. And the young men that were spies went in and brought out Rahab. Now, you got to understand, Rahab was a harlot. Amen. Everybody was used to using and abusing her. Many people probably didn't even know her name. These guys knew her name, but nobody else probably did. And even though they knew her name, she still had a tag that was connected to her. Rahab the harlot. And I want to tell us, sometimes people still remember our tag of what we used to be. Amen. And how we used to walk and how we used to talk. And they still want to keep that tag on us. But thank God, you may tag me, but God has saved me. I said, you may tag me, but God, I said, but God, but God has saved me. And so I can see Rahab when she got the promise. Now she's going to try to reach her brother. Now her brother, amen, uh, had already been disgusted by her, her mannerisms and who she was. And she knocks on the door. And she's like, hey, hey, Bob, what's up, man? Her brother Eric. He's like, didn't I tell you? Don't ever show up at my house. Amen. I don't like your kind around me. Oh, amen. I know. But you know, I got a promise today. Amen. God has opened up a window of opportunity. And I don't want to be greedy. I don't want to be selfish. You need to come to the Rock Church. You need to come. I said, you need to come. Hallelujah. Taste and see that the Lord, he is. You need to come and experience what God has done for me. And so Rahab reaches her brother, her brothers, it says brethren, and her sisters. And she begins to reach out to her father and her mother. And the beautiful thing here is it says, amen, when they went in, they brought out Rahab and her father and her mother and her brethren and all that she had. And they brought out all of her kindred and left them without of the camp of Israel. Rahab had revival. Rahab had revival because she knew how to take advantage of her window of opportunity. We're almost done. We're almost done. We're almost done, really. Here it is. Amen. We find out in verse 25. And Joshua saved Rahab the harlot alive and her, her father's household and all that she had and she dwelleth in Israel what does that say and she dwelleth in Israel even even unto this day because she hid the messengers which Joshua sent to spy out Jericho for one woman to recognize a window that was open and she took advantage of it and she said, I will not allow this window to close. Somebody needs to understand that tonight God has opened up a window. Don't let it close on you. I said, don't let it close on you. Don't let it close. Don't let the window close, but I'm closing. This is it. This is the last, this last two scriptures I'm going to read right here. I'm done. God ain't. Hopefully you're not. Here it is. Amen. Matthew chapter 1 and verse number 5. This, this, this really moves me. Oh, my goodness. Now, you see it says in Salem begot Boaz, uh, Boaz or Boaz, which is Boaz, okay, of Rahab. Now, you, do you know that? That's a neat story. So, 
Because Boaz, he's the one that married Ruth, was also a foreigner. Oh, hallelujah. See, a lot of times we're all caught up in all that your family tree that you fell out of. Let me tell you, you can't get more American than me. I got North, Central, and South America. All wrapped up right here in this burrito. You can't get any more American than that, but that is not my identity. Oh, hallelujah. My identity is found in him. For in him we live, and in him we move, and in him we have our being. And so, it doesn't say, it doesn't say the harlot. Because when you take advantage of your window of opportunity, some things begin to change. You lose some things. You understand, oh no, I'm no longer the harlot, but I'm Boaz's mama. And I'm just not Boaz's mama, but I'm Obed's grandmama. And I'm not just Obed's grandmama, but I'm, I'm Jesse's great-grandmama. And I'm not just Jesse's great-grandmama, I'm David's great-great-grandmama. And now I find myself in the lineage of the Messiah, the Christ. Come on, won't you stand all over the building tonight? I told you I'm done. But God isn't. He's opened up a window in your life. I said that the window of revival, there is a window of eternal blessing. A window of eternal blessing. I wonder if there's somebody here in this house. I'm going to turn this back over to the pastor. He knows what he's doing. I just felt to, to share what God put on my heart for the Rock Church and for everybody that's here tonight. Because there's a window God's opened up. There's an occasion, there's a time, there's a season that God has opened up for you. That will have eternal ramifications. It was a summer day. August. 1986, yeah, right? That's almost when Christopher Columbus discovered America. <laughs> when this 14-year-old boy showed up in an apostolic church, thinking I was all that and then some, <laughs> oh, hallelujah. But God allowed me to be in an atmosphere like we are here tonight, a moving of the spirit. God is moving even at this moment. And I, I realized there was a window opening up. I didn't understand it at the time. But as that old, old preacher, because everybody was old to me back then. He was old. He was old. That old preacher began to preach. And I'm sitting there trying to cool it down in my, in my, in my pew, trying to you know, lean back. And 
trying to look okay. Amen. But I don't know what happened as he began to preach. Amen. I not begin to build up in my throat. Amen. I found myself standing up, holding on to the pew. I'm like, what is happening to me? Amen. What is going on? But God, let me know. There's a window I've opened up in your life, and you better take advantage of it now, because if you don't, who knows? Amen. If you're able to get another one again, I come to tell somebody here, tonight is your window of opportunity. Why don't we stand and let's love the Lord together. Why don't you pray with somebody next to you if it's appropriate. Amen. Let's pray together in the name of Jesus. I want you to bless my brother. Bless my sister. Oh, God, help them and help us to recognize our window of opportunity. Come on, come on, come on, come on. In the name of Jesus. Oh, let everything that tried to hold you back, hold you down. Don't get pushed out of your window. Don't fall out of your window. Don't hate, don't hate, don't hate at the window. But give God the glory in your window of opportunity. I believe the Holy Ghost has healed some minds, some spirits tonight. Oh, God has done a work. He's doing a work. But you have to realize, I don't see it yet. But as we were singing earlier, I'm going to praise God anyhow. I'm going to believe God in advance. Rahab didn't have anything yet, but she recognized the window. She recognized the window, and she made a commitment. I wonder if somebody here tonight is willing to make a commitment at your window of opportunity. If there's somebody here tonight that said, God, I'm going to turn it all over to you. I'm willing to take on your name in baptism. I'm willing to let go of my pain. I'm willing to let go of my shame. I'm willing to let go of my hatred. I'm willing to let go of my bitterness. I'm willing to let it all go. And I'm committing to my window of opportunity. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, God wants to do it in your life tonight. The Holy Ghost is already moving. The Word, the Lord is speaking to you. Let there be light. Let there be light. Let there be light. God is creating. God is creating some things in your spirit tonight. In the name of Jesus. Yes, that window. That window is, makes us different. It's a window of separation. It's a window of holiness. Oh, but I don't, it, I'm okay with that. I'm okay that my window looks different from everybody else's window. I'm a child of the king. I commit, I commit, I commit. Come on, there's a blessing at the window. I said there's a blessing at your window. Come on, walk in the Holy Ghost tonight. Follow after God tonight. Oh, God is moving in a deep way in this house. 